Home and Podcast Time. That's right. Binford Tools is proud to present the Home Improvement Podcast. My name is Count Dracula, and you all know my co-host, Jordan. He's no fool when it comes to tools. Lion. Oh, Dracula, so glad to have you back. Take one. I did it. Oh. Uh, yeah, Drac is back by popular demand. Hashtag uh, Drac is back. We're covering, we're covering Halloween episode. Uh, you know, obviously, I have Jay Leno. I have Dracula. And I have uh, Jimmy Stewart impressions. So anytime I can shoehorn in one of those three. I've been working on a Thomas Hayden Church impression, but most people don't know who Thomas Hayden Church is, so it seems like it's kind of a waste of time. I mean, what kind of themed episodes are you going to pull out Jay Leno for? Uh, any, I feel like... Any car theme? I think Jay Leno is on an episode of Home Improvement. I'm kind of certain. Well, then that'll be perfect that time. Well, I should not say I'm kind of certain. I have a feeling he's on an episode of Home Improvement. <laughs> what is kind of certain? Is that 85%? I mean, kind of certain is like, I don't know if it's 50, 60, or it could also be like 30, just depending on the mood. But <laughs> Jordan, uh, happy 88 days until Halloween. Yeah, just it just, it it, what a coincidence that 88 days before Halloween that we would cover this episode. It is, yeah, we're, it, it, a coincidence is really the best way to describe it. Or fate, um, I don't know which. Fate, fodder, coincidences, business cards, uh, these are all things we talk about here on the introductory segment of uh, Home and Podcast. Jordan, how you doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. I, I'm ready for the weekend. Uh, I've gotten a couple um, things of golf in. I had a, a golf lesson. A friend of mine is a going to be a PGA uh, course pro, and so he treated me to a free golf lesson that he got to film and then went to the driving range yesterday. So I'm getting a little bit into the swing of things, if you will. It's always good to get a couple of things of golf in, as you said. <laughs> well, they weren't rounds, so I didn't know what to call it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, PGA, wow. Uh, how does that, re- is that kind of segue into Halloween in any way, or why are you bringing that well, up? Well, I'm going to be a golfer this year for Halloween. Okay, yeah, I, w- I wondered about that. Yeah. Do you, do you, what do you do for Halloween? You had a Halloween party last year, if I recall. What'd you dress up as? Uh, I was the brawny man, complete with okay. a paper towel. I'm certain we've talked about this on air sure. before. Um, all right, well, what might you be next year, if you had to say? Mm. Let's do home improvement costumes, shouldn't we? Ooh, that be? Yeah, I, well, that was kind of the inspiration for last year. I was supposed to be Al Borland, yeah. uh, but it kind of, no one was going to know who Al Borland was, unfortunately. Ooh, must be they haven't listened, well, I guess it hadn't come out yet, but our Richard Karn interview, uh, since we've done that, people will kind of now Absolutely. be a little bit more aware of that. I think we should do a, we should at least dress up as home improvement characters, and maybe we can change our banner banner photo on Twitter or something, but I think that would be fun. Yeah, I think we could do that. And then who's Tim? Who's Al? It'll give us an excuse to get, um, you know, some some shirts and stuff that that match what they got. We can wear Benford hats and stuff if we want, just in case people are confused. I don't know. I know we need to buy those Benford hats. Who do you think? Would you? Are you more of a Tim or more of an Al? Just in terms of appearance. Mm, well, I do have the beard, so I guess I that suppose, would help. I, yeah, I suppose you're. You're you're also heavier than me. <laughs> you're a little the, the height thing really throws us off. They're about the same height, and we are not at all. So yeah, I don't really know how I, that. Yeah, it is tough. Uh, yeah, I'll just stand on stilts. Yeah, what's new, uh, Jordan? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are we covering this week? We're covering episode fifty-five. Crazy for you. All right. Uh, what should we do first? Do we want to? Do you want to? Give some more information. Do we get in the uh, alternate titles? What's the plan? <laughs> Do you not remember how every other week goes? You know, I'm, I seem to be kind of blanking. <laughs> well, I was we looking should at... say that you're a little under the weather, so uh, this is kind of like a fever dream for you at this point. Uh, I've not been feeling so greatly. Uh, actually, what happened is, so um, 
Uh, I'm on the Internet Movie Database right here, IMDb, and I saw the advertisements on the left and right side for The Dark Tower, and uh, I saw The Dark Tower last night, and I, uh, Kirsten, my girlfriend, and I have kind of been going on a crusade to sort of defend The Dark Tower, because everybody kind of just thinks it's terrible, but uh, we really like it. Movie or so. book? Uh, the movie last night. Oh, everyone the, thinks the movie is terrible. Yeah, everybody okay. thinks the movie is terrible. The book is is uh, kind of well thought of, but uh, that kind of I don't know. I just I got in my own head about it. But uh, go see the Dark Tower. Uh, this is just a, a quick plug. Go see the Dark Tower because and Jordan, forgive me, I tweeted this, but you know we're uh, we're in a movie landscape right now where it's just like either kind of superhero movies or like really really small movies indie movies that don't go to the theater so it's important that you know maybe some other sort of things rise to the surface uh spider-man Superman, go see the dark tower it's it's fun it's not perfect but it's fun that must have been a a long like series of tweets because it was certainly more than 140 characters yeah well you know uh i I didn't know you were limiting that (laughs) that's uh, what i kind of assumed once you say i tweeted this i thought you were going to verbatim quote what you said no i just i just went on we just kind of went on some some rants Mm. last night but uh i like the dark tower my kind of is a little cheesy but it's fun and uh, i just thought it was a uh, i enjoyed it it, is it gonna be like a series like the book was or is it just one not if it does not if people don't go see this that's true that's true i didn't read the series i actually looked into getting some from the library and I got to put in some requests to get to get started with that series. So I like it. I like the movie. I like the books. But you know, we're not here to talk about that, Jordan. We're here to talk about Crazy for You. <laughs> yeah, we kind of went on the side there. So written by Bob Bettinson of Maybe Baby Fame. So this is his second episode that he's written. Aired October twenty seventh, nineteen ninety three. Uh, lots of plot keywords for this one. We haven't had plot keywords in a long time. But things like gorilla costume, little Bo beep costume, widow costume. Lots of costume fodder. Can I request that you click on gorilla costume? and tell me maybe one or one of the first couple things that comes up well i bet you can guess one of them that comes up right away gorilla costume uh george of the jungle uh king kong is number one mighty joe young <laughs> i haven't seen any of those yet you haven't Actually, seen the george rest... oh the pink I, no Panther. i've seen yeah pink panthers on there uh a lot of mr belvedere <laughs> okay mr belvedere Jackass 3D. Mm. Oh, man. You must dress man. up like a gorilla. Big Bang Theory, one of your favorites. Oh, yuck. I'd rather watch Jackass 3D. <laughs> Power Rangers. Yeah, not a lot of movies on here. I bet you if we um, made it movies specific, there's only 10 on there. Maybe we get the George of the Jungle on is, here. Is Mighty Joe Young crack, crack in the top 10 or what? This is important. Mm, no, it's not even on there for 10. So it sounds like we need to update some of the stuff that's on here There's first they got rid of the message boards now they can't even can't even make sure mighty joe young kind of rises to the the top of the heap uh, i don't know imdb it's it's losing its fastball yeah we might not be able to pull any information from here later on <laughs> yeah if that were the case we would be in real trouble <laughs> all right let's get into alternative titles i've got three uh, what do you got uh one two three man i got five it looks like and you just keep going when those creative yeah, juices are flowing you just churn them out i like to make you look bad uh so we mentioned the title is crazy for you and it is a halloween episode i don't the title is not very good it, it needs to be more halloweeny yeah it's actually terrible halloweeny halloweeny <laughs> horror uh okay so uh you go ahead and go first all right the first one's pretty simple rose woes all right that's good that's good uh i'll do two um the queen of halloween Ooh. ripped from the episode yes but. absolutely all right, I'll do another one since I have five. All right, this is related to the boys. Mo Mo's Mo Problems. <laughs> 
How many times have we done Mo something? I don't know, but this one particularly <laughs> they, I mean, you had to at this they, point. They dress up like uh, Mo from the Three Stooges. Yes, so. All right, do another one, Jordan. I don't know if you've heard, but the uh, psychologists and psychiatrists of, of America have come out with a new uh, disorder, and it's called Obsessive Compulsive Murder. What? <laughs> <laughs> what what's the where's the turn like <clears throat> obsessive compulsive murder uh, she's obsessive it's really the whole thing rose is an obsessive fan jordan that's bad i know it is uh, that's why uh, i put it right. in the middle all right um last three a rose by any other name i thought about that one too you should have done it because it's, it's pretty good uh do you have any more i've got one more uh Go it doesn't make a lot of sense but it does rhyme so hmm. the silence of the fans that's good that's good yeah all right. Uh, last two. Terror at the Taylors, mm-hmm. which just seems right for the picking. And this one they would never do, be, and you'll see why. A hair-raising home improvement. Because, you know, like, they just, like, you know, TV shows typically wouldn't put their name in the episode title, but... I wish they you know. would. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say a rose by any other name is the best one uh, of the lot. So. Sure. Well, or, or Momo's Mo Problems. <laughs> I definitely like Momo's Mo Problems. All uh, right. You got a plot synopsis? Plot synopsis by Bernie. It's Halloween time and the pranks begin. A fan named Rose sends Tim cookies and starts calling him at home. Tim worries about an obsessive fan, but Jill dismisses it. Jill has her own plans for tricking Tim. Thanks, Bernie. Mm, spoiler. spoiler. <laughs> Thanks, Bernie. Uh, I will say right off the bat, I... I I had seen this one before, had you? Yeah, this one definitely stuck out in my it's brain. It's kind of a classic. Definitely a classic. Definitely. It's a classic. And uh, let's get into it, Jordan. So opening scene, I'll start things off. Uh, it's home. It's home at the Taylor house. No, <laughs> they're, they're home. Um, and the boys, they're, they're up to no good. Uh, and they say, Mom, quick, quick, she's coming, she's coming. Jill enters and they say something like, Mom, we don't feel good. And it's they put blood capsules in their mouths and... Blood is just oozing out, and uh, it's a pretty good gag, I would say. Yeah, they're I just mean, bleeding all over good. the counter. I know, yeah, and uh, Jill, Jill, you know, she takes it in stride. Uh, you can't, you can't prank her. Uh, no, <laughs> I just, I like the idea of this like being the start of a prank war between Jill and the boys because like she always seems kind of a little bit too into getting the boys at their own games and stuff. So I was thinking like she would just kind of like heighten it more and really scare them, but <laughs> it didn't happen. Uh, Tim walks in, and uh, Jordan and I saw the Home Improvement logo, uh, the pumpkin. It was a sort of jack-o'-lantern, and it was smashed. Well, and it also had, like, one of those Mardi Gras masks on it. didn't notice that. Maybe I didn't see it as well as I thought. I better not <laughs> congratulate myself too much. Uh, Tim has just returned from the, the store, and he's he's purchased uh, some some Halloween gag stuff. Um, mm-hmm. He's got a bunch of different things, but he didn't get rubber guts. Yeah, they're supposed to make a, a body. Out of this. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've never heard him referred to as rubber guts before, but um, Jill, did, did Jill get them or she's going to get them? She got them from a catalog, them. apparently. Rubber guts, a rubber guts catalog specifically? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. That, yeah, that, that checks out. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's there's some more banter, and um, Tim has a large box with him, which should have been suspicious off the bat. Yeah, there's but. a candy corn cake in there. Yeah, that it, sounds uh, awful. See, I thought, it, yeah, a, ca- a carrot cake, right? Oh, a carrot cake. Sorry, yeah, ca- sorry. <laughs> candy I hate candy cake. corn so much that I just assumed it was going to be in there. But do you like carrot cake? You know, I'm okay with carrot cake. Yeah, me too. Uh, middle of the road. Uh, so Jill opens the box and oh, the first scare of the episode: a head pops out. Oh, severed head. Gross. A severed head. It's not the. It's, it's not the last time you're going to see that severed head. That's for <laughs> no. sure. I think between the first time and the second time we see it, it grows some hair though. So. 
Okay. Uh, I was thinking that, you know, like this is, I don't know. What are the logistics of this gag? You know, you, you think about that. Like, so did Tim like buy this, this fairly realistic head that would cost no less than like $80. Like Halloween masks and, and stuff like that are really expensive. Money so, like, is Tim's, no object when it comes to pranking your wife. Uh, I, I suppose not, but I don't know. I just, it, uh, it's one of those things where I guess you're not supposed to think much of the implications of it, but uh, it's, uh, it's okay. It's an, it's an all right, it's an all right gag. I would say it's a fine opening scene. Yeah. Setting up the episode. Yeah. You would think she would be suspicious of like everything, especially knowing what she has planned. But yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, next scene. Yep. So on tool time, we're gonna move on to the tool time set. Al is staining some wood. He's he's got three different colors here. It is slow and boring work for Tim, and he is pretending to fall asleep. It's boring for me as well. I thought you loved I, staining I, wood. No, not well. I I I've always had a fondness for staining wood, <laughs> um, but I just meant that Al doing this was quite boring. I think, you know, they they did exactly what they wanted to do, which was set up a boring thing here, and. Uh, they go over to like the polyurethane because you put that on top of the stain for the for the wood. And there's a hey man, you don't you don't have to tell me that. I know <laughs> you love stain. <laughs> and uh, Al, Tim gets Al to open a, a giant can, and of course that same head that we just saw pops out and it scares Al. So yeah, but two like for you two said, on this gag. Well, he should he should. I thought we'd see it a third and fourth time. I'm At glad least. we didn't. But uh, he was controlling it with his foot though. Did you notice yeah, that? Yeah, he was. He really he really set that one up. I mean, he did. I don't think he did that at home. No, me neither. Interesting. Hmm. He got <laughs> to the set really early that day to work on that. So. Yeah, well, worked yeah. out well. Yeah. But Tim is uh, killing time in between now and then because uh, apparently the show is too long. I don't know. I don't understand the point of that statement. But it is viewer mail time, so they're going to move over to that lazy boy chair and sit down, take a look at some mail. There's one that has cookies in a rose uh, from his biggest fan. Right. So Tim, Tim reads that. Uh, it's the second from Rose this week. She dreams of him each night. Uh, and Al says that's, that sounds like she has a sleeping disorder. And the crowd really likes that. Yeah, this is uh, not unlike the Home and Podcast uh, mail we get. You know, just... Uh, yeah, absolutely. Barrels. Dreaming of us. Yeah, loving, yeah we yeah. just get... Cookies and baked goods and carrot cakes and just tons and tons of fan mail. So uh, yeah, this rang true for definitely for me. I don't know if you get as much as I do, but yeah, I definitely could relate to this. Well, you're the one who has to bring in the wheelbarrows. I'm kind of the one that just has like that small mailbag. So yeah. So as you, <laughs> that's that's true. Uh, yeah. So as you know, the woman's name is Rose, and uh, Tim just kind of casually mentions that he it's the second time he's heard from her this week. Although uh, we've never seen the the viewer mail segment before. Presumably, it's happening uh, a couple times a week. So yeah. Well. They can't show every episode of tool time yeah i wish they did <laughs> no you don't <laughs> uh so so l one-ups him because tim is bragging about all the di- kinds of mail that he gets and lee or uh, i almost did what you did uh heidi brings in a wheelbarrow full of mail and then tim says well you don't get cookies and then two people come in with two more wheelbarrows full of cookies and i don't know if you notice and i'm I'm not 100% sure on this, but I'm pretty sure that one of the people who wheeled in one of those wheelbarrows was Felix the Plumber from season one. I didn't notice. Um, it, he had the same kind of cap and outfit and stuff. Okay. I'm not for sure, but it seemed likely. It's an interesting theory, a fan theory, if you will. Mm-hmm. It probably mm-hmm. is, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know much about Felix, but it, it's possible. In terms of this gag, uh, it doesn't... I mean, I guess it's it, it's somewhat funny. I mean, if you spend a lot of time thinking about it, it doesn't really make sense. But uh, I suppose the visual elements of it are humorous enough. What do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, it did fine. I, I guess the whole point was to set up, like, the Rose bit, and they had to keep doing stuff. Um, yeah. So it was a good way to just kind of keep the scene going where it just logically made sense to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Uh, next scene, we are back home, and we have Jill and her friend... I wrote her real Marie. name. Marie. Marie, okay. Uh, Marie and Jill, they are carving pumpkins, uh, presumably for the party, uh, Joe's out of town. The meat man is at some kind of a meat conference. It's too bad. I would have really liked to see him at this party. Uh, yeah, I heard the meat conferences are just crazy. Like the guys, they just they just really go wild. So uh, <laughs> they all have. They're match- a bunch of meatheads. Yeah, you they ask all me. just have matching jackets and they uh, they spend time at the hotel bar. Uh, so yeah, they are um, they're setting up for the party. Uh, and Tim comes home and he has a he has a fake warts. Um, <laughs> Not and, just one fake wart. Oh, his whole face is covered with warts. warts. They do a pretty good job with the the and I guess they have throughout the series run. But the the special effects in terms of like the Halloween stuff, they they look good. I mean, it looks <laughs> better than any like you know like layman would actually do with their with their kind of uh, makeup and warts and things like that. But it's it's impressive always uh, to mm-hmm. me. Um, so Tim kind of talks a little bit about, um, Rose here and I don't know, it's kind of immediately obvious that like Jill isn't concerned enough about this. So thus she must be, she says, yeah, right. You have a fan and yeah, she like, just kind of dismisses this whole thing. Yeah. Like he would make that up, but yeah, the, he, he kind of sets it up to, to them. Jill's not concerned. Um, uh, Marie's not concerned. It's, it's all just kind of played for a bit. Uh, and then the boys enter and, um, uh, they reveal that they're going to be the Three Stooges for oh, uh, yeah. Halloween. You a Stooge guy, Jordan? Haven't seen a lot from them, to be honest, but uh, they seem likable enough. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> what about you? Well, so, uh, yeah, I liked them quite a bit when I was younger. My dad liked them. I think it's like a, I think it's like a father-son kind of thing. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I used to watch them on like Turner, Turner Classic movies and stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, the Stooges are they're they're good fun. Uh, just a lot of a lot of physical humor and. You know, I'm thinking like you really like that table gag a couple seasons ago where Tim's head gets stuck to the table. <laughs> I think so you, they you'd are right love, in my alley. You'd probably love the Stooges. You know, on TCM right now is August Under the Stars. They don't have a day dedicated to the Stooges though, mm, so not yet. Won't be able to catch it this year. Tim, uh, Tim, is, he's excited that the the boys are going to be Stooges. Oh man, I love the Stooges. I love those guys. <laughs> he gets really. He kind of oversells it a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, and then Marie says, why do all men like the Stooges, even the smart ones? And uh, I think she actually is maybe kind of onto that. I, I, you very rarely do you hear a guy say that he doesn't like the Stooges. Uh, maybe not our generation, but certainly the, the older generations. And then there's a, a bit about Einstein loving the Stooges as well. Because so. he wore Larry's hair. Yes, that is why. Uh, Jordan, can <laughs> I, don't, you, I don't know if that checks out or not. Jordan, do you know the Stooges' names? Uh, Curly, Moe, and Larry. Hey, ding, ding, ding. What about the, Ayo. what about the other, the, uh, alternate Stooges? Oh, man. Now that, you're asking too much. All right, you got Shemp. Oh, yeah, I should have known you that. You got one. Curly Joe. Oh, of and course. I think that's it. <laughs> Stooge talk! <laughs> Bam. Uh, all right, let's move on. Sure. Enough Stooge talk. At home later on, so we're staying in the same place pretty much. Tim is setting up a, a hanging skeleton to drop in on people in the garage. He's really amped about this. Uh, the phone rings, though, and it's Rose. And uh, Tim at first thinks it's Jill, and this is a gag, but she says she's in love with him and wants Tim. Uh, I'm wondering how she got the number, and that's super creepy, uh, especially learning later on that Tim's number is unlisted. Uh, and he, like, c- pretends that this is, you know, Jill the whole time yeah. until Jill is behind him. 
Yeah. And it, it creeps him out a little bit. So mm-hmm. he hands over the phone, uh, and Jill kind of goes along with the gag. Again, this is a very strange thing that she would do here. Like, she would say, yeah, you can have my husband right. uh, over the phone to this person. Uh, but she she's trying to play the angle that she thinks that Tim is pranking her. See, so, I, I got to be honest with you. I Up until the next scene, I wasn't entirely sure Jill was in on it. Were you? Uh, n- yeah, I guess you're right. I didn't really know that she was in I on it until that, a little later. I mean, I knew, obviously, like, I knew it wasn't real, but I suspected it might be, like, Al or something. Like, I didn't necessarily know that it was Jill. And I guess, like, to the credit of the episode, uh, I would yeah, say. Because but, otherwise, she's playing this really well. I would say so. One question I had was, you know, like, any last episode or whenever Marie was in uh, the show last, she's got, like, a really obnoxious kind of, like, Brooklyn accent. So, like, yes. I find it hard to believe Tim wouldn't just kind of recognize. Uh, also, the the voice we hear of Rose doesn't really, it's definitely not uh, the actress that's Marie. playing Marie. But I, I wondered about the logistics of that. Just, like, she would, she sounds just like someone born and bred in the Bronx. But Yeah, uh, I read, I wrote that down on my notes yeah. for, like, the last scene. Yeah. Um, yeah, who's, I don't even know whose voice that is, but yeah, we'll, that's what we'll, I wrote down. So who, we'll, whose voice is this? We'll but, get to that. Yep. Yep. So Jill is playing this pretty well, and we're gonna move outside where Wilson is raking leaves. I guess a little bit more normal than some of the other things that he does out there. Uh, uh, I like how he starts. Heidi Ho and Boo, good neighbor. <laughs> Let's go ahead and uh, I guess before we say much more, we should go ahead and uh, and play the clip. Hey, Wilson. Heidi ho And boo, good neighbor. <laughs> hey, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Let's say you wanted my phone number didn't have it. How would you go about getting it? Well, I already have your phone number, Tim. Oh. What if you didn't have it? I suppose I'd just ask you for it. But what if you didn't know me? Then why would I want to call you? <laughs> Boy, I wish I was friendly with some of the other neighbors around here. <laughs> What is troubling you, my little fence friend? I got kind of an odd call by this woman who sent me a fan letter at work. My phone number's unlisted. Ooh, 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 ooh. That is a concern. I hope you're not dealing with an obsessed fan. Mm-hmm. No, 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 Tim. Sometimes they see somebody on TV, they start idolizing that person. Sometimes they even send them gifts. Like chocolate macadamia nut cookies? Mm-hmm. That's a good and tasty possibility, though I'd be very cautious about eating anything that they send. Tim, 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 I wouldn't worry about it. If the cookies were poisoned, I'm sure you'd feel the effects by now. I don't know. I got this burning bile feeling in here now. <laughs> So I noted earlier the uh, the humorous introduction of Heidi Ho and Boo, Good Neighbor. I don't know what about that I like so much, but I, I really got a chuckle. Just, yeah, times. just threw you for a just, curve. Just uh, hit my funny bone. Uh, Tim, he expresses his concern to Wilson um, because, you know, how did Rose get the number Tim's unlisted from a phone mm. from the phone book? Phone books, of course, have come and gone. Um, but uh, <laughs> He's not listed on Google anymore. He's not on Google. But, yeah, Tim uh, Tim's unlisted, so he wonders how she got the number in – this is when I assumed that like Jill was in on it because Wilson is not very convincing here at acting like he doesn't know anything because like Wilson is immediately sort of like 
oh man, Tim, you should you should be concerned. You know, like this is a big deal. Yeah, which, he which feeds kind of, the lore right away. Yeah, it goes against Wilson's character though. Like Wilson, every other time we've ever seen Wilson has, has like made Tim feel better and put him at ease and like you know kind of said like you know there's nothing to worry about. Every you know a million men have been in the same position you're in right now and a million more will be. But this time he's just like, Oh, I don't know. Those cookies are probably poisoned. I mean, I, I'd be pretty worried about it. And, um, this is when we, we cut to Jill, but that's uh, why it's so effective for Tim because Wilson, every other time yeah, has been so helpful. I suppose you're right. Yeah. That, that does, that does make it a little bit more convincing. Uh, we cut up to Jill, uh, in the bedroom and she is talking on the phone to, uh, to Marie. And this is when we hear her, you know, say for the first time that, uh, She's pranking Tim. This is she's in on it with Marie. Uh, this is for everything he's ever done. She goes through <laughs> a list of three things, presumably for the audience that Marie also has to listen to. You know, it's like one of those <laughs> things where it's like just delivering exposition on yeah. the phone, not necessary uh, for Marie hung person. up at this point. Yeah, Marie wasn't even on the phone anymore. <laughs> she's like, yeah, you remember when he did blank, blank, and blank? And Marie's like, yeah, you already told me six times. Goodbye. Um, <laughs> see you later. I gotta, I gotta make dinner. Um, but yeah, Marie is Marie is masquerading as Rose. Um, Jill did the whole thing. It's a it's a revenge plot, and, and um, really we learned that like everyone's in on it. Like Wilson's helping too right now. Yeah, uh, we we and, don't learn until later on that uh, also Al and Heidi are in on it. I think we don't learn that until the next scene, right. or maybe maybe we do. But um, yeah, it is uh, it's a conspiracy that uh, has really gone. It reaches the very top of society. Yeah, that's that's the truth. Uh, so we cut again. Uh, this is an episode that has a lot of really quick scenes. I mean, we mm-hmm. are in a lot of different places in this episode until the very end where it, it sort of meanders at the party. But uh, the first 10 minutes is really quick moving, I, th- I think, to the episode's benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, we're back outside at the fence, right? No. Yeah, yeah, you go back outside and it like shows Tim's oh, yeah. like burning. There's Yeah, he says... he, he They pick up uh, right where they left off where Tim has... Wilson says, don't eat those cookies or something like that. And Tim has taken a bite out and now he's kind of, he says he feels like a, a bile in the back of his uh, throat. And he's, he's concerned. As you should be. Uh, where do we pick up from here? My notes are a little... Well, and then it goes right back inside. You know, it goes okay. right back inside. And yeah. we do learn more about like Marie being Rose and Jill loves it and it has like this maniacal laugh. Uh, and then there's a creepy cutaway with these like weird guys. Oh man, that was the scariest part of the episode. <laughs> Their faces are like half melted. And, they're goblins, I think. Uh, well, they're tall goblins if that's what they are, and they're like, wearing goblins. all black. They they got gloves on. They're goblins with attitude. <laughs> that they, they were really scary. I, I, I like paused it to get a good view of them. It was uh, it was probably the best uh, the best special effects of the episode. But I, yeah, I went back to watch it. Um, got a little scared, and I didn't want to do it again. That's nah, so. too scary. Uh, what happens next? Yeah. So later inside, uh, Tim is downstairs. He's reading a magazine, and the doorbell rings. Um, he's a little spooked here because he's got a bat next to the door, just in case that Rose comes in. He's gonna bash her head in. Uh, and Marie comes in with a, a bunch of bags that has some more um, Halloween party goodies. And Tim's spooked. But he also, at the same time, Tim has two feelings here. He's, like, spooked, but he also kind of likes the idea of someone obsessing over him. So uh, I guess he likes a safe obsession. And Marie asks uh, Tim to go get the rest of the jack-o'-lanterns in the car. And as she does so, they kind talk of a suspiciously. Bit of, yeah, well, you know, say. they're so heavy, and Tim is a man; he can help out. Yeah, so, uh, Jordan, are you saying women aren't strong? 
No, I'm just saying her hands were full. Okay, interesting. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I mean, whatever you, whatever your opinions You're are, trying on things to like insinuate that, whatever it on your me, opinions though. are on things like that, like don't get me into it. I had a question. What makes you say that Tim is enjoying the? Because stalker? every time he brings it, like Jill brings up that she, he has a fan and stuff. He's yeah. like, yeah, I do have a fan, and he's like, yeah, somebody does like sending me cookies. Okay, but uh, there is a line, and apparently Rose, the fictitious Rose, has crossed it for him. So, but Jill is kind of egging him on during this conversation when he comes back in, and Marie is also saying, like, you know, he should really be be aware and be uh you know cautious about this she's in therapy she knows how crazy people are uh and let's see oh she's yeah in, also she's in, she's in like overeaters anonymous or like food, <laughs> like therapy for people with that overeat i'm not sure that that really translates well, well you know how crazy those crazy. hungry people are yeah i, uh, I suppose marie, marie also talks about the best prank that she's ever seen which was someone super gluing a grandma to a toilet yeah but it wasn't her grandma yeah, so it's fine. Uh, <laughs> Jill continues to mess with him, and at the end of this scene, she asks, you know, should you phone in sick? And he says no, and he walks out into the garage, and the skeleton that he put up uh, earlier scares him. And he um, says that his bowels have been loosened or something? Apparently he pooped his Uncoiled? pants. Uncoiled? Yeah, he, he straight up <laughs> shit himself right in this scene. It was really gross, and if you turn up the volume really loud, you can, like, hear the, <laughs> the sound. It's disgusting. <laughs> That's one of the sound effects they could have gotten away with. Yeah, that is one. true. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, next scene, tool time. Back. I really like. Can I say I really like this scene, Jordy? You could. This is. Half can I say your, that this is half your podcast? You can say whatever you want as long as we can keep our clean that's rating not, on iTunes. That's not what you say before the show. You're usually battering my pride. Yeah, I usually just tell. I usually say speak when spoken to, or when I bring you in. <laughs> I like to keep the idea that I am the host and you're my co-host. The subservient Igor. <laughs> Igor to my <laughs> Dr. Frankenstein. Uh, all right, so tool time. Jordan, you like this scene. Um, I do. So See, Tim, you're, te- you're telling me I like it. Jordan, you like this scene? You listen to me, you like it. <laughs> Tim is backstage, and he asks Al if there's a lot of ladies in the audience, to which Al should have said, no, there never are. This is, uh, <laughs> no, there's time. usually one or two. Yeah, there's usually one or two, which is what he says. Uh, Heidi introduces them and brings them up but the introduction is different than usual Did oh this... boy she tried something different here and it does not work it's awful it's terrible she says like hey. it's no they're no fools when it comes to tools <laughs> which is what drac how dracula introduced you which Dra- dracula I... did it pretty well though dracula was more convincing uh than heidi was and uh, maybe dracula he had to step outside for a cigarette but he might come back at the end of the episode to be fair dracula's had years and years of like delivering lines like that man you're, you're right about what you said last episode with heidi though uh, just not a lot of panache in her delivery of lines. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like there are no fools when it comes to tools. Here's Tim. Uh, yeah, it kind of is like that on the real. <laughs> on the real, I think. on the real. I'm being serious. Uh, so Tim comes out, and <laughs> it is funny. He looks to the audience, and it's all women. Jordan, it's the Sharpshooters Club of Detroit. Oh, so good. I like he that. Put, I like that joke. I a put lot. a big LOL next to that because yeah, there's I wrote, no way uh-huh. that's a thing. But no. uh, it's uh, it is funny. It's just a bunch of uh, women in tool time hats. Um, tool time hats, and apparently they've got sniper rifles sitting next to them. So puts Tim on edge, yeah. and uh, he keeps hiding behind Al. He <laughs> introduces Al as Al Bullseye Borland <laughs> if anybody's gonna if anybody's gonna get shot here, it's gonna be Tim or it's <laughs> gonna be Al right rather. Him. Yeah, uh, and Tim continues to kind of like hide behind things. They're insulating windows, and Tim is hiding behind the window. And not an effective hiding spot. Can I no, say that? No, no, but it, it it does make for a, a good gag. Um, mm-hmm. 
And uh, it just like kind of keeps heightening and heightening. And Tim is just very, very worried. And he just sort of, he <laughs> says something about how like, he, he does the thing where like you think it's going to be like, uh, this isn't just a show about home improvement. It's also, you know, usually he says it's about male improvement, but it's also, he says it's not just a show about home improvement. It's also a show about, um, what does he say? Like, I don't catch that part. No, he, he's not, the, for some reason, the only thing I can come to my mind is strip searching, but it's not. Oh, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. What does he it's say? A, it's pet, like a pat, pat down. Pat down. We, we should have we written that down clearly. But basically, <laughs> uh, he heightens and it heightens and it heightens, and eventually he just kind of yells, cut, and walks off the set. Show uh, over. Two minutes in. Show over. Those poor sharpshooters. Yeah, they didn't get what they wanted. No. And they can they can really take you out if they're not happy. But, uh, yeah, so he leaves. Tim is backstage at this point. He has some headphones on. He's trying to direct the cameramen to, like, zoom in on everyone to see if there's someone suspicious in the crowd. And Al comes backstage uh, and is trying to confront him about what's going on. Heidi also then comes backstage. Apparently, there's a rose in a card that she found. Uh, and Tim's not interested in reading this. He knows what this is about. But Al says, well, you should at least read it. And so he reads uh, that Rose is in the front row today, and she'll somehow be at the Halloween party. Uh, don't reject my affections, or you'll be sorry. Hmm. Ominous. Uh, All right, how'd, you, how'd you get invited to the Halloween party? I have another question as well. Uh, also, before we get into that, I'd like to say, this is where Lisa, Tim gets the Rose, and Lisa says, Bye. Lisa, Heidi. <laughs> Uh, it's just gonna be the two, uh, are you gonna call gonna her the a, tool girl is that what it's, you're just, gonna do? it's just gonna be a thing that happens for a while <laughs> Heidi's like boy men sure do react differently to getting roses than women hmm. um which is you know just a, a heck of a zinger no um yeah she says <laughs> Rose is gonna be Rose says she's gonna be at the Halloween party and then Tim's looking at the monitor and a woman we presume to be Rose gets up and leaves so I wonder is that just a coincidence, or is yeah, that... Yeah, did they plant that person? Or is that Marie leaving? Mm, that's not Marie. That would be suspicious, okay. I think. Okay. That would, that's he would, putting he would recognize plain, her. Yeah, that would be very suspicious, but I don't know... Do you think it's a coincidence? I think it's a coincidence. I think, I, yeah, it's, I, think, I think it's paranoia on the level of, like, a Monsters are due on Maple Leaf. Uh, Maple ooh. Street, rather, in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> Maple <again>. Leaf. Maple <laughs> Leaf. <laughs> They're on one Maple Leaf. That's my leaf. favorite Davison Hotel. Uh, uh, <laughs> out there no, by the Dairy I, Delight. <laughs> I think when you're planning a prank so well and things are going so well, just stuff like this just adds on, you know? Things just coincidentally happen that make it even better, so... Yeah, I think that was a coincidence. How did you get invited to the party? I don't know. I guess Tim, uh, he's he's so concerned and just spooked and frightened that he's not worried about just whether or not things make sense or add up or whether or not that's even a possibility. Yeah, he's not worried about that. Tim storms just... off and we find out that Lisa, Heidi, sorry... <laughs> And Al are, are in on it, and Al is taking. But a, Heidi has second thoughts, and Al loves it. Al's taking a perverse pleasure in in the whole thing. <laughs> years and years of abuse have led Al to this point. Yes, 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 yes. Dressing up as a woman and trying spoiler, to spoiler Jordan. Jeez, Sorry. you're bad Sorry. at you're bad at not ruining the ending here. Even though everybody's already seen the episode. <laughs> all right, let's move on to the longest scene of the episode, and I guess uh, what all the tension is building up to. It's the Halloween party time. Uh, the Taylor house is decked out. There's hey, Jordan, spooky... can I just stop you and say, I really like this scene. Oh, yeah, see, you can do that at any time. Yeah. When I do it, I'm kind of scared, yeah. but you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. So, it's decked out. There's spooky music, there's dark lighting, cobwebs, it everyone's in costume. It, it does look It looks like great. my Halloween party last year, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> you wouldn't know. I severely there. doubt that your party looked that good, but hey, man, I hope you're right, because I was thinking, this thing, this thing, I mean, it looked... 
It's off like, the chain. I mean, it's off, it's off the chain. Uh, <laughs> it really is. And I would just say that this is your typical kind of home improvement party where no one knows anyone else and no one is talking to anyone else. It's just like <laughs> random people of indeterminate ages just kind of hanging around. <laughs> like Tim, Tim walks by like four people and doesn't know who any of them are and says nothing to any of them. I, I always really, a, a I thing really in the 90s was to like try to stay hidden whoever you were just be hidden but they had uh, al work in the door like it like, like security <laughs> how's he supposed to recognize it's, these people as they suburb, walk in it's like a it's a neighborhood like it'd be like you having a, a party in bell mead and like someone coming in you didn't know and just that being a real shock and surprise i don't know carry yeah. on all right so al is in a gorilla costume he's got a bat that same bat that tim was using i guess and he's supposed to check people uh as they come in uh, maybe he's going to do that pat down that he didn't do at uh, the tool well, time episode. It's not just about male improvement. It's also about uh, patting people down. <laughs> so we we pan over to Tim, and he is a corpse. Uh, great costume. Looks great, really good. Yeah, really good makeup work here. And there's some interesting camera work in this scene kind of I was throughout. just going to say that, Jordan. You're right. Uh, <laughs> I have a master's in film. Um, I don't know if people know that about me, but I do have my master's degree in, in film studies. So if I could just take a moment to talk about the film. Please. Uh, a lot of extreme close-ups used to show emotion. That's essentially it, but it's well, Also, I feel like there's a little bit of shaky camera work here to add a little bit of, uh, it's a handheld. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's frightening. It's mm-hmm. Blair Witch Project-esque. It's Kafka-esque. And- it's disorienting. Mm, it disorienting is the word so they they use that disorienting camera work as they kind of follow in front of tim's face he is a little bit nervous he's bumping into people he doesn't know who they are but he's suspicious that everyone is rose um he he goes over to see his uh his wife who is a widow um they talk a little bit about how the costumes aren't great even though i think they look good i think they're both really really great yeah, yeah, I think they're good. And she said she got them late, which I think she did two she years got ago. Last too. Year, maybe yeah, last year. Yeah. Uh, it was either the corpse or Bob Vila. So what's hmm. the difference? <laughs> so every Tim says everyone looks like death and zombies. Um, and then Al is not even doing a good job at the door. An executioner <laughs> walks in waving his axe unchecked while Al is fluffing the mustache of some sort of yeti. Jordan, thing in that's the Reverend McDonald, though. That's, that's yeah. not just any executioner. That's Reverend McDonald. <laughs> Nothing to worry about. I got a kick so. out of that. I don't know why. I thought that was funny. <laughs> the Reverend as an executioner. I don't know. I just liked him saying that. Yeah. So, Tim is unnerved by everything around him. Uh, this is probably a, a bad place for him to be if he's so scared. But yeah. the boys come down, and they're going to add a little bit of lighthearted humor here. Because <sighs> they've got their costume. Alright. Uh, uh, go ahead. Pause. Uh, I think this could have been better than it was. Uh, Stooges' impressions are not that difficult to do. Uh, <laughs> for instance, I can do it. You would know. That's all you gotta do. Uh, mm-hmm. But Brad has to do some heavy lifting here, as uh, we should say they all dress up as Mo, hence mm-hmm. the clever title Momo's Mo Problems. Um, clever. They, all, they all dress up as Mo, and Brad has to do some, some heavy lifting here in terms of dialogue, and it just isn't really very good. It kinda seems me, like. It kind the, of made me cringe watching. It was it. a little slow, I feel like. The delivery was a little it slow. It seemed too rehearsed. Like, it was just too out of his comfort zone. And I mean, obviously, like, well. I mean, I know who the Stooges are, and Brad is older than I am uh, in real life, so I guess I, that's not a great excuse. But it just didn't seem like he was real comfortable delivering that dialogue. Did you? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but the good thing is that they really commit to like holding each other's ears throughout the party. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of are this rotating trio of um, I don't know pinching and. And they just kind of move around the party yelling, ow, ow, Yeah, because they all have a hold of each other's ears. I don't yeah. know. 
why everyone, I mean, if you're going to choose a stooge to be, I'd go curly anyways. I don't know why they all want to be Mo, but yeah well mo mo's mo problems mm. but uh, the other question i have is why are there three kids at this obviously adult halloween party i think i saw some other kids in the background oh you did okay yeah. i did not see any so i kind of assumed that these poor but kids those, had but to those just... kids are just there alone and they're not talking to anyone <laughs> <laughs> well they've got their little trio that they've got to float around in so that's true yeah but uh yeah we move on from that pretty quickly and tim is spooked by a rose that is tickling his ear and it was wilson uh who was dressed up as the phantom from the phantom of the opera and he says that rose someone i guess someone to him gave him a rose to give to tim and uh this is where tim should be like (laughs) why why is why is everyone okay with this except for me like why aren't people concerned why wouldn't wilson have like stopped the person you know but he's he's just so panicked that he doesn't he doesn't he's he's not worried about it Fear, fear sets in and all rationality has gone out the window and he kind of he points her over to Rose, who is over by the garage door, and turns around. She's got this all red outfit. She's got a giant veil, so you can't see her face. And she's holding a rose because that's what she does. Uh, she had an <laughs> she has an air of menace about her. Wilson says, "What is? Oh no, I wrote the exact thing down because I was thinking like I would. Oh, she <laughs> dressed in all red, an air of menace about her. I was thinking that'd be a good thing to have on like my gravestone. I don't know. I just really like that description." <laughs> Dressed in all red in an air of menace. Mm, yeah, that's the way Rose lived life. Yes. So Tim sees Rose. Uh, he goes to jail again. And she's a little bit closer to like the dining room area. And I don't know if you noticed this, but... So we're to presume, spoiler alert, that Al is in that costume. Yeah, yeah. I and there's a gorilla this. right by Jill. And it walks away as Tim comes to her side. So I'm wondering who's in the gorilla suit. Yeah, it begs the question, because we saw Al in a gorilla costume about two minutes before. When did he leave, change into this outfit, and then who is masquerading as the gorilla? I don't know. Maybe the conspiracy runs deeper than we thought. I mean, there's got to be at least one more person involved in this. Who might that be? If I had to guess, I'd say it's probably... Do you think it's the meat man? I think it's Rock from K&B, and that explains, <laughs> oh, that's that explains where he's been. why he wasn't in the, the last uh, episode, Although, because he was I will say, like, the gorilla that's next to Jill is very short, so maybe it's Dwayne. Would you say the gorilla you know is better than the gorilla you don't know? <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Oh, gorillas aside. Gorillas uh, in the mist, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jill... Uh, is talking to Tim about Rose, and Tim says, Rose is over there. This is where some of the least convincing elements of the episode are uh, in play. Yeah, well, he gets her to look over to where Rose was, and the skeleton's down there with a rose in its mouth. Very creepy. Apparently, Rose just leaves roses everywhere. It actually is kind of... It's very creepy. This scene actually is kind of scary, and I'm not... Not even necessarily, like, television scary. Like, it kind... This scene really does have an air of menace about it. I think it's really effectively done. Yeah, I I think the skeleton creeps me out, and I even know what's going to happen here. So Jill, at this point, is unnerved and says, or pretends to be unnerved, says, call the police, uh, and then she says, go upstairs, not to upset the guests. No, I know, that makes zero sense. Calling the police in general makes zero sense, I I would say. Then she says, go upstairs, and Tim is just like, yeah, okay, sure thing. (laughs) 
and he says, uh, if anything happens to me, shoot the gorilla. Yeah, that's for Which sure. Which is not going to be Al, so he's going to kill someone who's not a gorilla. Yeah. But on the way up the stairs, there is a ghoul of sorts just sitting at the bottom <laughs> of the stairs. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's just a party full of random people. <laughs> and Tim, that person's just waiting for anyone to come near the stairs. I don't know what he's doing. Maybe he's maybe he's just like wasted or something. <laughs> Oh man! I mean, I gotta so say, good. this party, even with the Tim thinking he's gonna get murdered, is better than last year's party where Ryder Strong mouthed <laughs> off and Brad got into a fight. It's 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 a more successful party, regardless. That's true. So Tim continues upstairs. Uh, he's talking on the phone. He does that really terrible joke where he oh, asks he asks the operator what the number to nine one one is. I wonder what the origins of that joke are, because man, I've seen that a lot and. It's never th- good. I don't think it was funny when I was an infant, you know? It's just, I don't know that it's ever really worked, but eh, we get it in this one. Yeah, we do get it. Uh, and Rose interrupts this call by knocking on the door. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, it is that very strange voice that it obviously isn't Marie's. It might, I mean, it sounds closer to Heidi's voice to me than Yeah, I would buy that. I, I kind of, it wouldn't surprise me to find out that it was Heidi's voice. Not Lisa's mm-hmm. voice, though, because she's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would have been very strange. Uh, Rose... Okay, so Rose is knocking and wants to come in. Tim says just a second, and he tries to grab some sort of weapon. But Rose was in the bathroom the whole time, and so she taps on his shoulder, and Tim is freaked out, and Al rips off the veil. It is him dressed up in this woman's costume. It is immediately uh, evident when Rose enters the room that it's Al. It's either Al or someone we've never met before, but the build is very much of a somewhat somewhat portly man. Yeah, so... It's Al, uh, and again, we don't, you know, we don't exactly know who did the voice because it's not. There was obviously a second person because the voice would have to sound like it came out through the other door while Rose was in the other. other what room, does he say so. when he in, uh, unveils himself? Is it like trick or treat or something? Yeah, he just says trick or treat. He should have said something better than that. He should have said like, <laughs> he should have said, he should have said like eat shit, Tim or something like that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> just like really, really get him. Uh, that would have been an air of menace to that, that statement. <laughs> yeah, there is, there's. Dressed in all red and air of menace about him. Uh, and that is Jill. Every, everybody comes up and, uh, you know, it's revealed that it's a prank that group, everyone was in prank. on. Yeah, but prank. Jill came up with. She is the queen of pranking. One, one of them group pranks. Yeah, she's the queen of Halloween. Um, Can for, I ask for one now. question before we move on from ask this scene? Ask as many as you want. <laughs> all right. What is Heidi dressed up as? Uh... She looks like uh, a thundercat. Joan Jett. I don't know, like an <laughs> 80s pop star. With, like, a big, Halloween flair to it? I don't know. She's, like, big hair, right? I don't she's know. She's got giant hair. It was kind of like Bride's... Bride of Frankenstein? Know, Bride of Frankenstein, but also, like, a Thundercat. It was very confusing to me. Yeah, what's a Thundercat? Is that a cartoon? <sighs> yeah, it's an old cartoon. Mm, okay, well, let's not get into it. <laughs> no, let's not. All right, later on downstairs, uh, we've moved on from the party. Everyone's gone. And man, and they cleaned up quickly. <laughs> boy, did they. Yeah. And instead, Spotless. Tim has set up a romantic, spooky atmosphere. So we're going to get some home improvement after dark on this oh, Halloween episode. Yeah. Put the, I hope they took the skeleton out of the doorway because he's uh, a bit of a peeping Tom at that point. <laughs> I heard that skeleton <laughs> likes to watch. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Alright, so they start dancing, and Tim spins Jill, and his arm comes off, and it freaks Jill out. So and he, he says, gets, he's back. He's got her back. I got, news, I got news for you, Tim. That prank is like a straight-up C- compared to Jill's A+. But, yeah. you know, you can say you're back if you want, but they don't really compare. No, not even close. But uh, that is the end of the episode, except for some outtakes where Al stains some wood and wipes it to the ground, and Tim messes up some words on Tool Time. 
And yeah. that is episode 55, Crazy for You. Roll credits, Fade to Black, Crazy for You. Uh, Jordan, highs and lows. Really, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, highs. Uh, I did like that they tried some new stuff, like the camera work that we were talking about, the disorienting camera work at the end, where Tim just kind of bumps into people. Um, it's kind of weird that, like... You know, the the dialogue at that point was kind of weird. That He was just saying, like, oh, hi, and these people were not actually speaking to him and just, like, waving their arms. But it did add a little bit more of suspense and tension to the scene. Uh, the music that they accompanied in this episode uh, worked really well. Uh, we talked about how some of it was really creepy, like that skeleton with the rose in it was really creepy. So I think all that stuff worked really well. Um yeah, I guess I didn't really see any other kids, so I did think it was weird that they had all these kids at this adult um, uh, Halloween party. And we talked a little bit about how that episode or that part of Tool Time at the start, where Al is kind of staining wood, and then they do the mail thing. How that, I mean, it, it works, but it's also kind of a little bit too long. It's I don't know. It seems like they kind of shoehorned the mail stuff in there just to get the rose stuff in there. So, but other than that, I mean, it was really, uh, I think well delivered as a spooky and scary Halloween episode. So I, re- I remembered it. That's for sure. Any lows? Uh, no, not really. Besides okay. the other ones that I talked about. Okay. All right. Uh, yes, really enjoyed this episode as well. Uh, dare I say, I'm going to say one of the five best we've ever we've ever covered. I really like this. That's probably it's, right. It's my favorite Halloween episode we've we've watched. Um, and yeah, one of my favorite episodes, I would say. Um, yeah, in terms of in terms of highs, I think that final scene where just the final Halloween party scene is just really really good. I think it's effectively creepy, much like the whole episode is. Um, and then, like you said, the handheld camera, the close up shots, it is just kind of disorienting, um, eerie, kind of chilling and. Whether or not the kind of the plan is logical or makes a lot of sense when put under a microscope, it doesn't really matter because I think the episode is just kind of effective in in spite of that. Like I just, like I said earlier, I didn't. Re- it wasn't really clear to me what was happening until Jill straight up says what's happening, which is I think to the episode's credit, I, I think that the prank kind of unfolds in a in a way where it's like you're not entirely sure what's going on until the very very end. Like I mean. Until I saw Al unveiled, I wasn't sure it was Al. So I just, yeah, I really think it's it's kind of like a good mystery uh, weaved into a humorous home improvement episode. Uh, I think the jokes are effective. Uh, I think the Halloween stuff looks great. I think the costumes are really, really good. And yeah, I just really, really enjoyed this one. Lowe's, I would say, just the Three Stooges routine kind of made me uncomfortable just because I felt like it could have been done a lot better. But yeah, a really, really good episode. Definitely one that I remembered and one that I will continue to remember for years into the future. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right. Episode 55. Wow. Crazy for you. The, see, I mean, season three so far has lived up to the billing, so that's definitely good to season see. Season three has been so much better than season two it's 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 wild uh i'm 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 loving every minute of it my man Mm. you know what i love every minute of sean's social media roundup 
Ain't that the truth? Let's get into it, Jordan. <laughs> All right. So if you want to reach out to us, uh, you can do so on Twitter at Home and Podcast. Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash Home and Podcast. Our website, thehomeandpodcast.com, where you can contact us, comment on episodes, see all the episodes, check out the Wall of Fame for our awesome supporters. And if you'd like to become one of those awesome supporters, uh, there's a support tab on the website, but you can also go to patreon.com slash Home and Podcast uh, and donate for $1 a month. That would be that would be great. Uh, and we also, we did, I was going to say, we did get one more response on that, uh, yeah. the Google form that we sent out with some questions about, you know, what, what kind of rewards and things would our supporters like. Somebody wrote in that they'd like a personal visit from you and I, so we're going to have to think about. <laughs> <laughs> that has got to be uh, someone we, we know better than we, than perhaps not. Uh, I, I can't imagine anyone actually wanting that, but. I could be wrong. I don't know. We'll see. So, uh, what, what, what's going on in the Twitter sphere? Yeah, I just want to say, did you see the donation we got? Uh, we got a new donation via PayPal. We did. Yeah, uh, a fella goes by the name of Count Dracula donated one thousand bats. Whoa. I don't really know what we're gonna do with that, but uh, what's the bat to dollar <laughs> exchange rate? So, so bad. I've been. I've been I've had that joke in my back pocket for about three days. Glad to finally uh. use it and have it pay off. <laughs> Man, it was really worth the wait, yeah, wasn't it? It was so good. Uh, no, uh, no, no new donations, of course. But uh, if, you <laughs> of want, course. If, if you want to, we we happily accept them. Twitter sphere. Uh, Jordan Pohl last week, uh, somewhat related to the macabre. Uh, perhaps a morbid question, but after you pass, what's the plan? And the options were cremation, cemetery, or I don't care. 11 total votes, so uh, two up from me, uh, the splendid food question of last week. 10% said, I don't care. 45% said cemetery. 45% said cremation. So Ooh, a split. Better better run that one back and get a definitive answer. <laughs> yeah, see if we get anybody uh, to change their minds. That's the truth. Uh, uh, other than that, um, you know, I'm trying to think what happened. A uh, message from uh, Max Passa, who just said last week's episode was a great episode, so we appreciate that. Thank you very much, Max. And uh, I think uh, ooh, someone said that this was their favorite Halloween episode, and I believe that was... Um, interesting radio, no doubt. Uh, Miss Sarah <laughs> Schott noted that, noted that this was her favorite uh, Halloween episode uh, of the series, and I tend to agree thus far, at least. So. Yeah, absolutely. I did like the uh, informal Halloween episode of the first season, though, the Anagata DeVita one. That was good. Yeah, this one was better, though. I am a show. So, yeah, thanks, everyone, for reaching out. Thanks. Thank you to uh, a Mr. Dracula for your 1,000 bat <laughs> donation. <laughs> You're very, very welcome. <laughs> Dracula. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the question of the week. Let's do it. Uh, I believe it's my turn to ask the question. Yeah. Is it going to be asked... any better than what I've had? Your question last week was, oh, man, talk about scary. That was about as frightening <laughs> as it gets. Uh, Jordan, question this week. Oh, man. What will it be? <sighs> We've probably talked about Halloween before, uh, one would suspect, but... Um, Describe to me how you carve a pumpkin. What is what? Do, what do your pumpkins look like? Wow, I don't even really carve pumpkins. Hmm. Huh. I right. do usually. Uh, what we usually do right, is. Jordan, that... What are your Halloween traditions? <laughs> right. So we usually go to. They don't have quite the same uh, pumpkin patches down here. Uh, so we found a couple different ones. There's one that's a very small, like I don't know. It's just kind of like underneath this 
tarp that has a bunch of pumpkins in it and you can take some pictures with like mickey mouse dressed up in halloween costumes and scarecrows and stuff jordan mentioned disney in a question of the week answer yep uh but usually i'll pick out a very tiny pumpkin that i like and bring it home and name it something that starts with a p uh, okay. Right. That's very strange. I know. I don't know why I do this, but I've had Percy. I've had uh, Preston and and other things of that nature. Uh, last year, we did actually find a pretty good like maze and um, had a bunch of games and stuff there. So that was fun. Uh, the last couple or last year, we went to Disney's Not So Scary. That's two straight Disney uh, mentions, and we all dressed up as Mario, Luigi and princess peach and yoshi and that was pretty fun uh people like to take pictures of us driving around the car in our outfits and stuff and then one of my friends went and fought um bowser when he found him in the park so that was a good a photo op there so just just stuff like that you know (laughs) when you answer some of these questions you make yourself sound so much less cool than you actually are i I (laughs) you know what i'm just trying to be authentic this is what i do for halloween (laughs) all right uh Thank you for sharing that, Jordan. Um, Halloween traditions for me. I always carve pumpkins. Uh, I would say I've not gotten any better at carving pumpkins. I would say the level I carved at when I was nine is pretty much the same level I carve at now. Uh, It's rough, but uh, I do enjoy doing it, although I don't like getting my hands in the guts. But uh, I enjoy carving pumpkins. Uh, Usually I'll watch a a horrific film uh, the evening of. I think last year we watched... Um, Magic, which is like an Anthony Hopkins doll movie, which I had heard was really good and I was ultimately kind of disappointed by. Um, but I'm a big horror horror fan. I like horror movies. Um, for a lot of years, I, I did when I was younger because my dad liked them and then I was kind of just agnostic for about 10 years and I've since kind of gotten back into them um, of late. But we'll watch a horror film and uh, maybe listen to the Monster Mash a couple of times and dance around. Uh, that's that's usually what I... I really like the Monster Mash. I think I like it more than most people do. I like it too. It's good. It's always on my Halloween playlist. But I will say, mm-hmm. you know, Andrea's allergic to pumpkin, so we can't really do the, the pumpkin carving. I know it's add, weird I'm that Andrea and I... I'm going to add another... Uh, allergy drinking? Yeah, whenever you mention your wife having a... Uh, celiac or gluten allergy take a drink as well what about my allergies <laughs> Just our too? main, our main the, stays i will say uh one thing that i've started to do the last couple of years too is uh another podcast the stuff you should know podcast for halloween don't plug other podcasts that aren't gonna i plug will up, because i'm gonna plug us it's my favorite besides us but uh they do like a halloween special where they'll read a creepy old story um and and that's usually pretty good they've got some good stuff on there so if you want a new Halloween tradition, I would say check out Stuff You Should Know around that time. They'll have some good creepy stories. It's just like your Halloween movies, but audio only. Sure. That, that is the that is how the medium works. Uh, yeah, so 88 <laughs> days until until Halloween. And, uh, you know, Jordan, I look forward to talking to you about Halloween as that date nears as well. Oh, good. We get to talk about Halloween eight, like 10 times yeah, during this run. Halloween and Christmas, we get a lot of mileage out of those. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's the end of the episode. And so. next episode is going to be Blow Up. Oh, so. it looks like Al buys some kind of a doll or something. That's weird. <laughs> I thought somebody was going to explode. Oh, man. Well, either way, I think we're in for a good one. So, uh, yeah, thanks for everyone everyone for listening uh, to this week's episode Crazy for You. Uh, Jordan, thank you for joining me. And I guess I should say take care. Take care, everybody.
a quick thank you to Kevin McLeod of Incapitech.com, who uh, has a bunch of awesome royalty-free uh, music, and that is what we use for our intro and outro horror music today. So check out his website if you get a chance.